0: So, I know that was different than normal. But as you see, that was what we call a head-to-toe assessment. It's hot. A head-to-toe assessment in the natural. That's what we do as nurses. We check and make sure the body is healthy, it's working properly, and things like that. So, right now, um, we're going to just apply the same principle um, to the Word of God. Um, So as you see, there was a lot of questions that I was asking Justin about where he was and and what day it was and what's his name. Because those are indicators of if he's alert and oriented. Is he here? He's not confused. He's not crazy. He's right here in the moment. Um, But I want to just do some basic things. Um, So as you can see at 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the body the body has many members but one body so what i wanted to point out is the different areas of our body and we're just going to target each one so again it also says that Christ is the head of the body all right so let's go let's go so who is the head of the body and how many members many not M-I-N-I, many, or many, meaning multiple. Multiple, all one body. Everybody submitted to the head. All right, so here we are. We have the head. The head is on top. The head is superior to the body, or is the body superior to the head? So if Christ is the head, then that means all the body... Is submitted to Christ. And what God is saying, and He made it pretty clear that every member of the body is honorable. He needs all of the body, all of us. We're all important. We're all essential. We all have special functions placed in the body. Um, So no one is overlooked. No one is anything. We're all working parts. So Christ is the head. We are the body. And I know I don't wanna, I know that submission has been like the trigger word and society has did a horrible job of explaining what submission is. And submission, when you think of the word submit, it really just means to yield of a higher force, authority, or to yield your will to another. It's not beating down, not kicking you, it's not, you know, making you uh, rendered useless, worthless, or anything like that. It's just saying that we're coming together for a a greater purpose. So if you think about when you apply for a job and they got it fancy now, like you don't have to use paper and pen, you can actually go online, indeed.com, career builder, or something like that. You look at your job, you look at the requirements, you say, hey, that's me. I'm gonna apply, put your resume in, And at the end, what do you do? Click submit. Because what you're doing is submitting yourself to a corporation, cooperation. And that's what submitting is. We're going to cooperate with one another. We're going to yield ourselves to a greater purpose. And if you go into like Walmart or any store right here, you don't really see the CEO. You just see the workers. We represent the headship, the CEO of the body. So the church is the body. Christ is the head. And we're supposed to represent the invisible God to the people. And so there's different other organs in our body. So I'm just going to just touch on each one of us and just try to apply some basic principles. So Christ is the head. <laughs> the church is the body. In the body, there's a heart. So we got to have the heart because the heart is the pump that all the blood flows through. Without the heart, we're dead. There's no life. Heart represents the love of God. We have to operate in the love of God if we're going to be functioning as a, as a body. Also, there's lungs in the body. The lungs represent the breath of God, the pneuma. When, Je- when in the beginning, uh, when in creation, and that's actually the divine order, it was God, and God made Adam. He breathed in the, the nostrils of Adam, and then out of the side of Adam, he pulled out Eve as a helpmeet, and then the two of them, they had children. And so that actually is a divine order. So, so many times we kind of look at the body for the image and how it looks, but we never really focus on the importance of how it functions. So the body is the carrier. It carries out what the head is commanding. In the head, there's a brain. The brain is a control it's a control center. It calls the shots. It tells the hand to lift up. It tells the heart to beat. It tells the feet to move. It tells us to stand. It tells us to sit down. So our body has to take on the, the, the commands of the head. And so also, so we have the head, which has the brain. We have the body, which has the heart, has the lungs. And again with the lungs, the lungs is the area where we breathe, and it's actually a gas exchange. We breathe in oxygen and we release carbon monoxide. It has to be a gas exchange. We have to breathe because if we're not breathing, we're dead. So it's definitely important that we need the breath of God in us if we really want to live. Because again, that's how Adam really lived because God breathed breath in Adam. If not, he was just dirt. So also with the breath, the breath of God, it's important also because there has to be a certain percentage. We have to be full functioning to have the full capacity at 100% oxygen level because most people operate between 95 to 100%. Anything less than that is kind of questionable. That means there's some kind of blockage or there's something that's not operating effectively. So if it gets beneath 90%, it's scary. We're calling the ambulance. We're we're rushing people to the ER. Because under 90%, the 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 oxygen is not getting to the brain. And so therefore, the brain dies. And I wonder why. That's why he says to be spiritually minded, which is the spirit of God, the breath of God. To be spiritually minded is life and peace, and to be carnally minded is death. So carnally minded is not having the life of God, the breath of God, the spirit of God. So it's important that we have the spirit of God operating in our body. So here, let's go back. And I'm going to keep on going back. And it's actually causing me to remember as well as you. So Christ is the head. In the head, there's a brain. The brain is the control center. He's the CEO. He's superior to the body. The body is the carrier. It's submitted to the head. It carries out whatever the head uh, requires. It's in full submission. Um, the, The body has a heart. Has the heart pump? All the blood flows through. The heart, the body has the lungs, the breath of God, the spirit of God, and then also we have the belly area. And I know, ladies, that's a sensitive area. I agree, cause you know I don't have the six pack. I don't think I ever did, but you know. But all mamas know how it goes, and I already made. Look, I tried to go to the gym, but I had already. Figured in my mind, if I could just save up some money, I'm just going to get me a tummy tuck in a Brazilian butt. <laughs> but then I realized there's complications that come with shortcuts. <clears throat> so even if we're trying to look good, we, gotta, we can't worry about what's looking good. we got to worry about the importance of why we have the belly. The belly holds the womb. And the womb is to, to incubate life. So even if we had the finest physique and we had a baby in there, guess what they're going to do? The baby start acting up, they're about to slit all that physique up. So you're going to still end up with a muffin top and some stretch marks either way. So you might as well just focus on the function and not the appearance. So... So we think about the womb, the womb, (laughs) the womb, and also the the stomach area is in the same area. So we have the womb, and then we also have the belly. And then, of course, the Bible says, out of your belly flows rivers of living water. And the womb is where uh, it's, it's fertile. It's where we are reproductive and we give birth and we carry the seed the seed is the word of God so the word is implanted in us even right now we're being impregnated by the word of God and that's why they talk about falling on good ground it has to be fertile in order for it to really produce so right now what's happening is God is being formed in us right now and sometimes we don't realize it because on the outside, it looks like nothing's really happening or anything like that. But as long as we steward the word, and also in the womb, it's that water, that worship. The two go together. The word and the worship. The word and the worship. The word and the worship. That's how it's all going to come, come to life. So when we're pregnant, we can't just do any and everything. <laughs> and just can't just carry ourselves any type of way. We can't be all ratchet, wanting to fight, all up in people's face. You know what I'm saying? We can't do all that. I remember um, one of my coworkers, I guess I kind of went, I was given uh, a treatment to one of the residents and um, I guess I, I bust in a little gossip, gossip petty section. I don't know. <laughs> And she tried to kind of ask me to uh, sign into what they were talking about. She's like, yeah, Jamisha, yeah, she go to church. Yeah, because that girl, she smoke and she do all this. And I'm like, so I didn't say anything. I'm like, bruh, I'm talking about her smoker, but you ain't here gossiping. What's the difference? Because I think my Bible says it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles the body, not so much what goes in. So she might be smoking trash, you talking trash. What's the difference? So there's a lot of things that God's trying to deal with us from the inside out. It it pertains to our character, not necessarily our parents. And so I told her I I I didn't confront her in that way. I just simply said I used to smoke. And she said, "You did?" I said, "Yes, ma'am." I said, "But I stopped cold turkey when I found out I was pregnant." I didn't know why, but there was life growing inside of me and I couldn't smoke no more. I couldn't, it it just rejected that. So there's certain parts of us that we don't have to really, I I gotta stop, I can't do this no more. Long as you keep feeding that life inside of you, he starts changing, he starts making those changes for us. And all of a sudden, I don't wanna smoke now. I can't even stand the smell of it. I don't even, I have no need for it, no desire. Because it was that life that was growing in the inside. And so next, okay, let's go back and revamp. We got the head. The head is Christ. And the head is the brain. The brain is the control center. He's the CEO. He calls the shots. We got to submit to him. The body is submitted to the head. The body has the heart. It's the pump that the blood flows through, the lungs that the spirit flows through. Then we have the belly, stomach, which is the word, the spirit, the worship, and the womb, which is the word, the seed planted in the word to bring forth life. And then last, well, not last. Next, we have what's called, I'll call it the mercy or the humility feature, because it's called the bowel and the bladder. The bowel and the bladder. And you can see how Justin was about to turn red when I asked him, did you have a bowel movement? That's been the hardest thing in nursing for me to ask people with a straight face. Like how can I ask them, have you had a bowel movement today? So you gotta kinda like say things without going around and not making him uncomfortable, me uncomfortable. But that's a function that we all have. From the least to the oldest, we're all going to have a bowel and a bladder. And so the Bible made reference to the less honorable parts of us that need to be treated with modesty and things like that. So there are going to be some times that we might make a mess of ourselves. We might have an accident. So what we do, we don't make us think about it. We just cover it up. We cover each other. Because... We all might have an accident. We all might make a mess of ourselves. It's just a part of life. It's just a part of life. So don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. It's just a growth process. So next we have the the arms, the limbs. If you can, um, Minister Copeland, can you put up Ephesians 4? All right. So... We have the hands. Can y'all hold your hands up? <laughs> All right, I want y'all to look at your hands. So in Ephesians, it says, it's talking about the five-fold ministry. And as you see that the five-fold ministry, I, I equate it with the hand. This five represents the grace of God. The hand could touch the head. The hand could touch the body. So this is how I kind of remember. The apostle is the thumb, the apostle lays the foundation. His job is to make sure the foundation is laid. If it's, there's no cracks in the foundation, it's secure. So he gives the thumbs up. If it's not right, he gives a thumbs down because what would the righteous do if the foundations be destroyed? So we always have to line, uh, line a secure foundation. Next, we have, you could guys do it with me because I'm going to ask you. So we have the thumb. What's the thumb? The apostle. Then we have the finger. I call it the pointer. The pointer. Prophet. The, par- the prophet has the insight. So the prophet can see details. And the prophet can point out things and give directions that we can't see. Then we I want you to do the middle finger. But the middle finger is actually the, it extends further than the other fingers. So the middle finger is like the evangelist. It goes beyond the rest. And it's like an outreach. It reaches out. And then we have the ring finger. The ring finger is the pastor. The pastor is committed to the body. Then we have the pinky, which is like the teacher. It's responsible for the etiquette and the biblical um, doctrines and manners and conduct for the body. And their whole entire goal is for the edifying of the body for the work of the ministry. And the apostle, actually, you look at the thumb, it can operate in all of those areas. So. Look at your hands. Grace. Five fingers represents grace. So the thumb is for what? The pointer is for what? The middle finger is for who? The ring finger is for what? And the pinky is for who? Teacher. All right, now I want y'all to put your hands behind y'all back. All right, put both hands back behind you. So without the fivefold, guess what we are? Disabled, bound, limited. So can you touch your head? Can you lay hands on the sick? Can you pat yourself on the back? Can you give each other a hug? Can you shake each other's hand? So, don't you see the importance of the 5 fold ministry? It's for the building of the saints, the edification to do the work of the ministry. So, can y'all just give a hand clap for the five-hole? All right, so let's. Last thing we have is our feet. Our feet. It's not a coincidence that the doors are open. The feet is also representative of the gospel. He says, How beautiful are the feet of those that bring good tidings. Gospel. It was meant to be carried. Out. The doors are open. Jesus, God never wanted to be in a box. He wanted to be in a body. He wanted to be in a people. So oh. I just thank God for you all. And I just, I just want to exhort each and every one of you and let you know that you all have purposes in the body. Whatever you can find in your hands to do, do it. And do it unto God. Just do it unto God. He will reward you. He will reward you. You're all important. As a matter of fact, when I was out there and the doors was open, the kids was actually the people next door, their doors was open too. They were listening in. The kids was coming. She was calling them back. "The earth is groaning. The harvest is plentiful." So why are we sitting here? Why are we sitting here? We got Christ. We got his heart. We got his spirit. We got his word, we got his worship, we got bowels of mercy, we got the gospel of peace, we got the fivefold. And to be honest, the well don't need a doctor. There's people out here hurting. There's people out here looking for people to give them hope. There's people out there hungering and thirsting for righteousness. What are we waiting for? The doors are open. We're already equipped to do the work. So it's our time to go ahead and go to work. Let us work while it's day. night comes when no man can work. So there's people waiting for us, the children of God, the representatives,
1: the workers.
0: COVID scared people off, so they probably won't come, but that's our job to go to them. So will you be willing Will you be willing? Will you be willing to leave the 99 to go for the one? Jesus came down and left all glory and came to seek and save those which were lost. So I don't know what we're waiting for. and it's really we don't have to do anything major. It's just simple there might be a need right across from you, right next door. I'm actually going in the morning. I have a friend uh, that I want to go see. Um, There's a situation that uh, the body didn't do the body. The body did religion instead of relationship. And, um, she found herself in a situation where she had a baby outside of Willock. And so she was kind of shunned. And I'm like, fornication is still the work of the flesh? So how can I judge the f- flesh is flesh? It just all need to be crucified at some point. So we all have a bowel and a bladder. But why can't we just cover? Why can't we just show mercy? So... When she wasn't welcome, she went with her friend. Cause we don't have love in a church. We go look for love in all the wrong places. And sometimes it's just the simple things sending a text, hey, how you doing? I just wanna let you know I love you. And those little text messages. She called me and said, I'm in North Carolina. I was abused. I had to fly back home. So I'm just thanking God that she wasn't dead somewhere. So sometimes you think the simple things that we do, just sending those texts, those little worship songs, it actually ministers to people. We have a rough day and you just all give out, depleted, and you come to church to be edified, and someone just sends you a little parfait. And a thank you card. It does the body good. So the little things that you do matters. You might not think it's significant, but it is. People just want to be loved. People just want to be honored. People just want to be accepted. The earth is groaning. And the body, we gotta get moving. We gotta get moving. So that's it, (laughs) that's it, I love you guys, God bless.